podcast, podcast, you can't win. I touch black and white just by stroking my chin. Tomorrow got a plan if he just sit in. And we can be the sons and thus fit in. I'm talking a good game, topics never lame. Conversations just the same right before they left the brain. Seriously funny, but if you take us seriously, you end up smiling. If not, laugh hilariously. And every Tuesdays we're on the ones, so stay in tune before noon. It's the particle sons. It's ridiculously funny, 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 funny. Welcome back to the best no judgment zone space in the world because neither one of us had law degrees. I am marvelous. And I'm not your average Joseph. And we are the Particle Sons. Let's start the damn show. How are you feeling today? Feeling like a million bucks, man. You sure? You look like you sweat like a Hebrew slave well, over know, there. You know, it's, it's like we put a little heat on, you know, get the winter chills out the bone. Shit. Hopefully the heat turned down a little bit. I gotta kick the back a notch. You so. already know I'm a Miami kid, so I don't <laughs> fuck with this Canadian weather. That's why my hoodie is stay tight. You're already torching. Hey, yeah, you're damn right. We got a lovely guest in the studio with us today. The lovely, the queen of the north, Alicia Cinnamon. Hey, hey, what's up? How you feeling? I'm doing great. And yourself? Any better, I might sell my health card because I wouldn't need it. <laughs> you're always trying to sell your health card. Hey, it ain't cheap doing these tough COVID racial times. It's not. You're right. You're right. True, right? True. I agree with that. I exactly. Agree with that. Exactly. So, Alicia, mm-hmm. tell the people the queen of the north. Give them a little quick synopsis about yourself. Uh, my name is Alicia Cinnamon. I'm a singer, songwriter, model from the city of Toronto. And I like to refer to myself as an artivist. So basically, I've been in the game for about six, seven years. Um, yeah, about six, seven years um, actively. And I'm just dropping new singles pretty much till the end of 2020. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Nice. So explain to the people just what an artivist is. Um, so an artivist is a combination of an activist and an art, uh, artist. So basically, mm-hmm. I just like to use my platform to discuss like social issues that are affecting particularly the black community mm-hmm. and specifically black women. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we use our platform and stuff part of like that as well. Right, and right. Other things, so kind of works hand in hand. Mm-hmm. I feel it. Is that something that you you know de- developed along the way as being uh, being a singer or? Have you always had like that activist part about you? Um, I definitely always had the activist side to me, and then I just incorporated it. It's just um, the type of music that I write, um, the bookings that I was getting. A lot of them were like, because uh, I had came up with a song called "I Can't Breathe" in two thousand and thirteen. So, right. Okay. From the guy um, from Regent Park. Right, and so that actually happened. Oh, sneeze. That actually happened um, a year before Eric Garner passed away in two thousand and fourteen. Right. So when the slogan "I can't breathe" became a big deal, I was getting a lot of bookings based off of the fact that a lot of people thought it had to do with um, the Eric Garner. When really, I was just like, you know what? This song came from Canada before. Right. 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 Canadian. Yeah. 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 That's what's up. That's what's up. So, tell me something. Like, what do most people assume about you and your music and stuff when they before they hear it? and then? After they're no, I know their lives are gonna change. My life changed. <laughs> I like two of my favorite tracks and stuff, whatever. Singing, singing the blues. Oh, nice, nice. And Aaliyah after dark. Nice, but nice. yeah. What do people assume before and stuff with her? Because I remember when I seen you on the first, the first time I seen you was the R&B divas event. Right, right, right. And I didn't know what to expect. Right, right. And then I'm like, oh, you got a nice little soulful voice coming from a petite frame, whatever. <laughs> right? Was that what I expect? Yeah. yeah. What right. do you think most people assume about? You? Like, what misconception people might have about? Your stuff, your music. My music or me? Your music. My music? Um, I don't know. Um, 
I don't know what misconception. I think a lot of people are just kind of confused as to what type of artist I am because right. I do a little bit of everything. Everything, right. exactly. Right. So if you meet me in a hip hop show, you think, oh, she's hip hop. If you meet me at a reggae show, you think, oh, she's reggae, R and B, R and B. So they can't tie cast you. They can, and I like it that way because if there's too many people on my toes in one genre, then I just jump ship and go to the other one. Got it. And by the time they've caught up to me over here and jump back over here and just kind of keep people on their toes. Nice. (laughs) Nice. I dig that. Yeah. Do you mind being compared to other artists or other musicians? Um, Especially in the female world because, you know, I want to say quote unquote male privilege when it comes to certain industries. Um, Yes and no because then it, I mean, people will allow like 50 nods but you can only have one Cardi B. So if they feel like that niche market has already been filled and it's like, hey, we don't need you, it's kind of like affirmative action for women hmm. um so i mean when when i when i'm in the r&b world the biggest comparison is tiana taylor when i'm in the reggae world it's coffee so okay yeah so and um i'm older than coffee so that comparison is a little like hey coffee like me <laughs> <laughs> right you know, but like, i mean it, 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 <laughs> but in terms of a popularity and, and right. where they are in the career i mean that's not bad that's it's, not bad comparisons at all. it's absolutely not but at the same speed it's also insulting when you know that you've been at it longer, longer. than certain yeah. people and they're yeah. like oh yeah you remind me of so-and-so and it's like i've been doing this it's just we're in canada so we don't get that catapult like a lot of other places will. But, right. So it's, it, it, it's, I mean, it's obviously for the most part, people don't mean to be insulting, but um, yeah, I just, I, I spent a lot of time coming up with my own sound and I didn't, I don't think that I sound like anybody. There might be like similarities, but yeah. I think when you actually hear me, it's like, I don't think I sound like anybody. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. What do you think of Canadians don't support their own, like how they support American artists? Um... Well, I, the, I, the, I can only speak for Toronto. I would say Toronto is, you know, labeled as, or the GTA is labeled as a screw face capital for a reason. That's facts. But yeah. even like, okay, Shania Twain, like she was country. Yeah, but and she. I didn't, I didn't even know she was from Canada, period, the first time I heard Shania Twain. And then it's kind of like, bit by bit, him and I, we spoke and stuff on like a few podcasts, like mm-hmm. back, yeah. about like, Canadians will support rock and what's the other one? Country? Country. Right. Yeah. But then when it comes to like hip hop, R and B and stuff, whatever, like right. it's a different kind of dance and struggle and stuff. Right. Um I mean I think it goes deeper than the music. I think it's more of a cultural thing. It just kind of goes as to, you know, black people don't really support their own and country and rock and alternative music is predominantly white. white. So they support their own. I think that's just kind of a reflection of us as a community which trickles into anything whether it's restaurants whether it's clothing um being in canada it's going to be more difficult because we don't have the numbers as is so it's like the black people that are let's say if you have like i don't know let's say if there's i don't know three million black people Mm. you only have a certain percentage of those people that are actually going to listen to your type of music so the numbers get smaller and smaller as you narrow it down how many people like reggae how many people like Conscious reggae, how many people are, you know, because you got some black people that listen to rock or country right. or whatever. Right. So, I mean, you, you raise a good point as far as um, like the demographic and the, the numbers mm-hmm. uh, as far as our population is concerned. That, I think that's one of the things we, we never talked about during the conversation that we've had with this whole music and support stuff. But mm. you're right. Like, I mean, when, 
when I was growing up, we were always fighting to have, I mean, before Flow, we were always fighting right. to have a black radio station. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. But then when you really stop and think about it, you know, at that time, the black population, I mean, in Toronto itself, right. wasn't enough to dictate the numbers where your voices were heard. Right. There's actually under two mil in Canada, period. Though. Right. Exactly. Like, that, that, and yes. That's the country so wide. Like, yeah, because right. close to 37 million, there's only one point. Halifax. Yeah, 1.8 mil. Right. Right. And it, it, it wasn't to like, I would say, from, from the beginning of the cry to like maybe eight years after is when we finally got a radio station. But by that time, you know, the numbers started to increase a little bit more. You have, you know, more, uh, more, more black immigrants coming into the country. Uh, kids are growing up now, dictating that they want to hear more representation of themselves in the music. So a lot of more voices were heard. Right. And it, and it got us that right. radio station. You know what right. I mean? But mm-hmm. it's always been a struggle like that, I, yeah. I find, within Canada. It's like you don't have... I mean, those who are willing to support... Mm. There's not enough of them. There's right. not enough of us, period. Right. Even fewer fewer of those are willing to support. Right. So right. yeah. Um I mean, yeah, it has a lot to do with um the people that are controlling the industry as well, too. Um they machine. He was saying about the, he calls it a machine. I wouldn't even say we have a machine in Canada. Yeah, yeah, like, not, yeah not here. Like, oh, yeah, word. Yeah. I mean, Happy Meal toy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we have people who think that they're in a position of power in the industry who, um, what's the word? Um, are very bad minded. Like the mm. it, it it's 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 false power, but they use negative negativity to appear powerful so there's a lot of like if you're not rolling with this person then you're not going to get this radio play or you're not going to get played on this particular radio or you're not going to get this particular booking or right you know like um I, I mean i can only speak for myself it's like i document a lot of things that i'll show like i have a particular person that i show little things so like they don't think that like i'm just making it up and i'll be like look yeah. you know look who like you know today i might get like I don't know, five fake accounts following me and saying mm. some ridiculous nonsense, but I know it's not fans. Right. It's right. people in the industry that are doing these things. And it's like, oh, she just released a new single. My artist is about to release a single. We have to like spread a rumor about this person so that people don't like them. Drama sales. Yeah. Drama like, pre- pre- prevents sales. Right, exactly. Well. Right, yeah. There's a there's um an immense amount of sabotage in our industry. So I wouldn't even say that people don't support. It's that they don't even know what to support because the, the people that are genuinely good are being stifled because... Mm. There's only so much, like there are people who are helpful in the industry, but there's only so much help. Like we don't have Diddy's or Puff Daddy's or, I mean, uh, Jay-Z's or any of that stuff. So there's only so many people here that are going to get you to another level. And a lot of people won't just say, I can't help you. They'll just turn against you once they realize that, well, there's nothing else I can do for you. So let me go to somebody who is going to worship the ground that I walk on. So I think that is a huge factor that there are, um, I had a... A lady come from Atlanta and she was doing an event here for the first time and she pointed out, she's like, there's a lot of gatekeepers in your city. Like, as yes. soon as I got here, I had so many people emailing me, your event's going to flop and all these other things. And I was embarrassed. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty much like what happens to us yeah, on a regular yes. basis. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, you're doing an event on Friday? Okay, I'm going to do an exact same replica of your event on the exact same day. Oh, you did this type of song? I'm going to do the exact same song, the exact same tempo 
throw in the exact same producer. Like we, it's such a, what is it? Crabs in a bucket mentality? Yeah, crabs in so a bucket mentality. going to get better and stuff, especially on that side of the industry. I stuff, mean, but... as long as people feel like negativity is the only way to rise, then yes. Because, you know, a lot of people, we've seen the Nicki Minaj's and the Lady Gaga's and they came up with gimmicks, but they genuinely had a talent, talent. to back it. Yeah, so a lot of yeah. these people are just, a lot of artists are just filled with gimmicks. And um, it's... To me, like, I've never went out of my way to sabotage anybody like people could think I have. Like, I'm very about myself. Like, I don't check other people's pages. Like, I stopped listening to other people's music for about five years just so I didn't subconsciously start sounding right, like people right. or subconsciously steal ideas. So I found it really interesting when I stepped back and came forward. I'm like, okay, if I wore a blue shirt today, like, 75 female artists on my page tomorrow would wear a blue shirt. And then right. it's like, if we're all wearing blue shirts, nobody's going to stand out. Mm. So it's not even like, not about sharing the resources or this or that, but it's like, again, we don't have enough numbers for everybody to sound like Drake. Like, right. you got to switch it up. The reason why Drake was Drake is because he came with something refreshing and different. So, yeah. So, when, okay, so we had a Drake talk and stuff with him and I. Mm-hmm. Down south, well, I want to say like even southern from the border and stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. You have a higher success rate of like crossing the border. Mm-hmm. And making it compared to like here, yeah. Oh yeah. Is this only for like in your words? Like, is this more hip hop R and B type of realm or period? Hip hop, reggae, um, anything black oriented. Um, I dropped yeah. my album Queen of the North in Atlanta just because I knew it was gonna get a better reception over there. I know. Um, and it did. Like, I did a sixteen city U.S. tour. Like, I just had. It was crazy because when I was over there, then that's when so much attention came from Canada or Toronto. Right. Oh, we need you for this and we need you for that. And then when you come back, it's like, oh, you're back? Okay, we don't oops, we don't need you anymore. Mm. So it's one of those where it's like um, a lot of people miss you when you're gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it's also like they want to be able to have access to everything it is that you're doing. Yes. So it's like... Uh, you make it over there because people actually want to see you make it. Whereas here, people want to be responsible for you making it. And if they can't actually like say, I did this and I did that and I did that, they're not... They had a hand in it. Yeah, right, literally. Your, your, like, your, your, oh, I was the first person. Uh, like, I've, you know, I've had DJs like, you know, oh, don't send your single to anybody else, only me. And I'm like, how am I, is people going to hear yeah, my music yeah. if you're the only person that's playing it? Right. Yeah. And, you know, you got like one week, you got like a half an hour segment... So it's a lot of um, selfishness that I think it just comes from the fact that we just don't have like artist development and that goes for like the business aspect as well right. too. A lot of these people, promoters that just pop up one day and they have venue spaces and all of a sudden they're responsible for who's good and who's not. It's like, I went to school for this. What are your qualifications right. to determine this is an a, you know a authentic artist versus this? Like I'll hear people say, oh, this person sucks or that person sucks. And it's like, you just happen to be popular and had a lot of friends. And now you're a promoter. So I was going to ask you, mm-hmm. like, do you have to have like the look to sell or can you just have natural talent to get where you need to be? Um, I think we're in a day and age where looks matter more than your talent. Um, in, in terms of a female, um, black females, Mm -hmm. again, I can only speak from my perspective. If you're a black female, um, 
Like I was like even saying like, you know, I'm going to like I compete with myself. So I'm like, you know, Which what would good. happen if I drop a sexy track versus my Black Lives Matter track? Right. How quickly would my views shoot up and how many people, how many followers would I get because of that? Right. So it's like um, and I've had this debate with a lot of people where it's like, um, oh, your numbers should be this or your numbers should be that. And I'm like, my numbers are great for the fact that this is a conscious track from a female there's not a bunch of dudes jumping around in the video. There's not a bunch of strippers jumping around. So the fact that people are actually listening Gravitating to that. Gravitating towards it. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, it's like amazing to me. So I feel like a lot of females, um, it's just easier. Like yeah. you already know if you got a great body and a pretty face or whatever, you already know people are going to watch you. A lot of times people don't even know what you're talking about. The song, t- like, you know, I'll give a perfect example, um, WAP. If I heard the song before I seen the visual, I don't think I would have gravitated towards so much. Right. But the visuals were great. Yeah. And if you're a man, obviously there's certain things that you're going to enjoy. And it's like... Cheeks. Right. And by the time you actually take it in yeah. afterwards, like, okay, the song was kind of average. Like, it wasn't the best of the best of the best. Like, I like it, but it wasn't the best Cardi B song I've ever heard or the best Megan or the best right. rapper. Right, right, right. But the visuals were amazing. Yeah. So I feel like people gravitate towards your looks because before we used to have like, you know, the day of the radio. Now we're in the day of the visual. Yes. Right. So yeah. people want to see, like you would hear people say like, oh, you know, you got a voice for radio or you got a face for radio. Right. Like things like that. So I think um, looks right now plays a huge part. And I think that it's exactly what you're saying. I mean, just the whole way how people are now listening to music has evolved. Um I remember I had an argument with one of my artists and we're saying, um, if you're, if you're going to put out a song today, Mm. even if you don't have, even if you're putting it out without a video, Mm -hmm. you got to put that shit on YouTube with like a still image or something because it's the, the world we live in is so visual. People, people listen to music through their eyes. Right. When they hear some, when they hear like there's a new release, the first place they go to is YouTube to see if there's either a video. Right. Or, or at least the audio of the at track. least the audio right. version of, video, the, of right, the track, right? right? right. And it's so it's so easily accessible. It's mm. like, like I like I was saying, even in regards to the podcast, like you don't need to be a subscriber of any platform. You just type in YouTube, and it's there, right? right. So, it, it that, just, yeah, just that ease right. alone, people say, "Oh, let me see if it's on YouTube," right. and type it in real quick to exactly. see if the song is there. And nine times out of ten, if it is a real, if it's just something that's released. There'll be a video with just either words right. or an image. To or just it. It's just right. that whole visual aspect. You're so you, I mean, yeah. you're so right. It's just it's just which is a why lot. it's true. When I did this, um, my single, "The Revolution," has been televised. We released the video before the single because I was like, you know, well, first of all, "The Revolution" has been televised, so I want people to see it. Right. But also, I'm like, once people see it first, then they're going to gravitate towards the track. Right. Again, if they hear it, it's like, oh, that's great, you know, and well, people listen to it all the way through, but when you're watching the video and there's so much going on in it, especially like, I like videos that have like, you know, different shots and clips or whatever so that it engages you throughout the entire right. thing. Right. So, and this one, um, I think the video is like six minutes long. So when we first did it, we're like, are people actually going to even watch mm. it for that long? Because mm. we have like, um, you know, short attention spans. Which surprised me because, you know, I watch my analytics and it's like people are actually, I look at the end and usually the end is where people trickle off. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, my, analy- my analytics actually show that my ending is actually above normal. Oh, so I was like, that's, that's dope. pretty that's incredible. Yeah, that's, like, yeah, that's really dope. good. Yeah. yeah. For six minutes. I'm like, you haven't seen that since like 
Diddy been around the world. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Back in the nineties, early twenties, and stuff, two thousands. Yeah, That's so funny though, because I would never thought that. Like, see, me, my thing is so I'm a sucker for talent, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Like even when it comes to like my hip hop and everything like that, like I need wordplay. So mm-hmm. We were talking about like the Buster mm-hmm. and everything like that. I'm focused on lyrical aspect right. and stuff for there, but I know I'm anomaly, especially right. like in yeah. today's time and right. stuff. For that. And I'm, I'm only like a small percentage exactly. of the of the consumer. Yeah. But then I'm like, I still feel like in today's time you can still have like an unattractive like mus- musician, whatever out there. Because like, let's say um her. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what she looked like for the longest. Right. 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 It was just like a shadow imagery thing and stuff for her, but the vocals and the songs. Right. It touched the soul. Then I look like my. I'm like, well, it's kind of a catch twenty two. It's like if you, if you, oh, I I don't know how to say it without it sounding messed up. I find like okay, speak your truth, boo. If you are like big and ugly, yeah, you have a better chance of making it because a lot really? of the pressures. Of, uh, it sounds messed up, and I hope nobody takes offense, but it's what I've observed is that there's not that when you come in the studio, there's there's not that attraction. When you're interacting with certain people, they're not looking at you as a sexual object. Just like yeah, let's get the song out of the way. Right, right. Right. They see money. But when you are physically attractive or whatever, like if you got the body, the looks, this and that, really it takes a lot for, for them to, yeah, to even realize that you have sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, it's the whole dumb blonde or whatever, the bimbo aspect. Like, it takes a lot to prove like, hey, you know, I got a brain as well too. Yeah, because the first, the first thing they're saying is right. you, you, you got here right. on you your looks. Exactly. You got like, here you on your looks. You don't even need, right. uh, and even if you do have talent, you don't need it. Right. Like, here's what we can do for you and just put on this outfit and this and that and whatever, whatever. So, I found that um, like you have a lot of girls that are like, not even I wouldn't I wouldn't say ugly, but they're not giving off that sex appeal again. Like the coffees or the Billy, it was it Elish, yeah, I think Billie it is Eilish. Eilish. right. Like they're not dressing in like bocce riders and this or that or whatever. Like right. they're actually doing the polar opposite to force you to right. listen to their music. So I find if you're one of those where it's like if you are literally forcing people like look I'm not gonna dress the part I'm like even for myself like a lot of the stuff that I do it kind of turns off that um crowd that is looking for the physical because it's like Mm -hmm. oh my god this girl's always preaching right this or that she's always talking about empowerment or this or that so it kind of turns off people where they're like okay she's not somebody that we can sexualize or not and not not that you can't right but she has more to like she's not just going for that that right So um, then I find like it can, those kind of people weed themselves out for me, but I have to like force that mm. because initially it's like okay she's 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 cute here's what we could do for you and whatever or you got here because of your looks or you know who did you sleep with to get to this and that or whatever when in my opinion there's more men sleeping their way to the top than women especially in Canada. <laughs> but I mean, even, but I mean, I even with that. you yeah, saying that, that yeah. even with you saying that, you got to still... eat a little box for a meal. Like, I, I eat some cooch for some milk. This guy. This guy. I, well, mean... I mean, it's more socially acceptable. Like nobody talks about the men that, you know, sleep with their PRs or the, their booking agents yeah, and this right. and that to get the top gigs. But if you're a man, it's like, oh yeah, whatever. But if you're a woman, it's like, oh my God, she did this and she did that. So Actually, I, well, I've been slut shamed a few times and stuff, whatever, <laughs> especially from exhibit A over there. <laughs> but I mean, and in any case, like you're right though, because I still feel like we're still partially with the remnants of the old world right. compared to like the new world and stuff. There, where like 
it hasn't fully gone out the window and say, quote unquote, gatekeepers and stuff still have that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. So let's say, for example, or stuff if like he was a woman and they said, you know, you got to suck cock to get to the top. And if it came to that notion of stuff, whatever, it's like, I have some like Harvey Weinstein power influence right. over your, where, how far you can catapult. Right. Basically. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you'll be like this. The funny thing too, when you're talking about the whole 16 tour thing, mm-hmm. I know a girl. Mm-hmm. It was so funny where she, I know her personally and stuff like that. She hit me and stuff like that. I think she's seen like um, one of the sons on the streets that I got at you and stuff with, with right, some fun right. questions and everything. And she's like, oh, you know Alicia Cinnamon? I'm yeah. like, you know Alicia Cinnamon? Yeah. Because she, she lives in Atlanta. Oh, okay. So then when she was telling me stuff like, yeah, she'd been to like one of the, a venue and stuff that you were at and everything, heard you sing, you have a beautiful voice and nice. all the above. I was like, I was like, it's so funny. So now I started asking like a few people and stuff here. I'm like, because right. I hear, I, like I said, I hear your music. I'm a fan of your music and stuff for her too. And I'm like, how come you don't get that same kind of love? And yeah, and I, man, Atlanta is amazing. Like, I, I'll be hosting mixtapes from like Toronto for Atlanta. Like, the DJs will hit me up. Like, yo, can you host a mixtape for me? I'm like, I've never hosted a mixtape before in my life. Sure, like, what I got to do? Right. And it's just like, you know, like, radio play like if i got a song and they i don't have to like hey i got a new single like they're paying attention to what's going on in my page and it's like okay send me the track whenever mm-hmm. you're ready you know if you want any interviews done let us know when you're in the city we got this we got that like there's just it's a different kind of energy and love because yeah. they actually yeah. appreciate the hustle out there here it's like if you tell somebody you're a full-time artist in toronto it's like oh, so you're a local rapper or this or that. Like, there's not that... It's a stigma with it. Right. Whereas uh, there, it's like, what? Like, you're you're an artist? Like, that's big. Like, and then when they hear that, you know, you're actually good, there's a total different level of appreciation for a hustle where I find Toronto has a lot of facade. Um, if you don't, if you're not pulling up in like a Ferrari and a fur coat and popping bottles. And like, I used to have people that asked me when I went to the club, like, why don't you buy bottles? I'm like, I don't really drink, (laughs) you know? So I'm not going to spend two, $300 on a Hennessy bottle. That's going to be there still at the end of the night, knowing it's like $60 at the LCBO. Like just, if I wanted to drink, I would, but if I like, I have to, sometimes I ask myself, like, who am I doing this for? And, um, so it was just little, the things that people thought were supposed to represent you as an artist. Mm -hmm. Um, Atlanta kind of gets that it's not that. Like, the hustle is what makes you... It's worse at... Yeah. Like, here I find a lot of Canadian artists are manufactured. It's like, um, they don't want that come-up story. They already kind of want you packaged and ready to go and already made. Like, they don't... You're you're not going to hear, like, yeah, you know, I came from the the streets i was homeless and this and that like they don't want that story they don't want the single baby mother they don't want the delinquent that used to be in jail all the time they don't want the ex-drug dealer that's trying to make a difference in his life like they need somebody who they can just right. ship out and in and out and stuff period. it's just like canadian idol i mean we've never had a black canadian idol ever um american idol has had several fat skinny gay woman illiterate smart like all over the spectrum Whereas right. here, it's like their depiction of a Canadian idol is, you know, somebody who is cookie cutter, came up with a good life, no difficulties, no past, no history, no negative association, which, yeah, in, in a perfect world, that's great. But if you, to me, if you're doing like R&B or hip hop or even dancehall, yeah. that is a genre full of music. Of it, It's supposed to be about the struggle. struggle. Yeah. Like if you're rich and everything is good for you, then you, you do pop. Like 
that to me is like the right, transition right. where but actually, actually, yeah, 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 yeah. but I think that's the difference between um US USA and Canada as we we stated before it's like in the US yeah I'm ahead of I'm ahead of a record label right and I know that this music is the music that's that's going to go for the next generation to come right mm-hmm. okay I've been used to dealing with country rock and roll people that like that's my thing right mm-hmm. them dudes over there I don't know how to handle them or talk to them and so forth like that. Mm-hmm. But they have enough people in that industry that I'm a buffer to. So I can just say, yo, Tyrone, that's you over there. Right. You deal with them and make me money. Canada, we don't have those Tyrones right. so we, in, in those positions right. where these guys feel comfortable to say, okay, we'll talk to you. We'll let you deal with them. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So they never get dealt with. Right. Right. And it takes... It's, it's like, I remember at, at one point when j- the Baby Blue era, right, when music right. was starting to pop and, it, it, you know, we were starting to get some recognitions. You had people come up with money to come invest, but they couldn't find the people who w- were saying, okay. Socrates. Do oh, this yeah. over here. That over there. You know yeah. what I mean? That over there. Where well, is there somewhere available them, in the U.S.? We also don't give respect due. So then you, there's that, why should I do it if I'm not being appreciated? Right. Like, I mean, I, again. Hold on, what do you mean by that? Elaborate my, my... Like, we don't... um. Like, how Nas can say Roxanne Shante was fundamental in his growth, in his career. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You won't hear that. It's very mm-hmm. rare you would hear some guy say, yo, you know, it was because of Michi Me, my first... Like, they won't do that, especially man to woman. Right. But particularly in terms of, like, the legends and stuff, like, you won't really hear... A lot of young artists, they probably don't even know who Socrates yes. is. Yeah. You know, and they don't know. Like to me, it's like my ultimate goal was to get a um something produced by Socrates. Whereas right. a lot of people are looking like, yeah, you know, I want like Timberland or um, I don't know, Cartel, whatever, whoever's the biggest producer somewhere else, Wiz Kids. Yeah. Whatever the case may be. Not but even knowing Socrates is it's just like, as dope. <laughs> amazing. It's, like it's there's nothing he doesn't do. And I remember when yeah. I opened for him when I first started and he's like, Yeah, whenever you're ready, hit me up. But I didn't feel like I was on a level for that. I'm like, right. when I come to him Was that a confidence thing though? No, it was just I was very new. And I was okay. just like, I want to be able to add as much value to the track as he's going to. Right. I don't want him to just give me a track. Yeah. I want like my mind is like when I thought I was like, anytime I think of Socrates, the first thing that comes to my mind is the rallying video, Julie Black. Julie Black. And I was yeah. just like, wow, like, first of all, she got the space teeth. She looks like me, brown skinned lady. Like, this is like, wow, somebody from Canada who actually looks like me because we didn't have the anybody yeah. like yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, even to say it's like at least the the lighter skin or the fair skin, the biracial girls, they had like, the Carisha Turners and to Mia and you know what I mean like there was a lot more of that look right. yeah. but in terms of like a browner skinned woman there wasn't so when I seen Socrates partner up with her and actually the track was dope and I was just like wow he's so like okay with being in the background like he's not extra yeah. and trying mm-hmm. to be all up in the mix and then when you find out how much work he's done it's just like how is he not like the number one person in demand right now like mm-hmm. how are we not like bringing him back out from the archives like I personally feel and I've said this in a few interviews like if he were to come back out and really, you know, start making music for some of the Toronto artists who genuinely have the talent, yeah. I think it would catapult Toronto into a totally different direction. Like, mm. in t- especially right now. Because I guess the industry here, I guess the gatekeepers and stuff, whatever, or the quote-unquote gatekeepers and stuff, they just move kind of different. Yeah, it's like, it's 
oh, we went to high school together. Like, I get it. You know, you want to support your clique, but sometimes your clique isn't good. <laughs> you know? Uh, listen, a lot of times. I mean, a lot of times. I mean, let's keep it I won't say sometimes. A lot right. of times, man. 95%? You know, it's, 95? It's, yeah. I, I say this to Mark all the time. <laughs> Let me see if you agree with this. Mm-hmm. Rapping in, in Toronto has become the new barbershop. Mm. Interesting. Whereas back in the day, a lot of these hustlers would take their money and say, you know what? I'm gonna wash it. I'm gonna open up a barbershop or hair salon for my my, and that will be the 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 way to wash right, my right. money, right? Then you had that that one era in the nineties where everybody had a hair salon, yeah, wash shop, right? Yeah. Now it just seems like I'm a drug dealer with talent, right? That's it, basically what it is. No, not, not, I'm, a, I'm not a drug dealer with talent. I'm a drug dealer. I want to find a way a new right, way to wash right. my money, exactly. Right. Because I mean, they were hitting with this whole thing with. Toronto uh, hip hop rappers and the violence and so forth like that. And I'm saying, no, you guys are looking at it wrong. Yeah, these are criminals, right? Who said, "Hey, you know what? Let me try a thing. I got money. Yeah, let me throw it over here and rhyme in and do this for a time being. Right. We're not talking about those who actually are rapping, who are actually Toronto rappers." Who would maybe not necessarily have the money to get their video on World the Star? The average Toronto rapper, in my opinion, the authentic ones, they're usually squares. Like it's very few, because I mean, first of all, a lot, and this is what a lot of people don't realize why we don't make it to the next level is you got a lot of local rappers who can't even cross the border. Yes. So that minimizes the pool. Um, and if you're rapping, like, it's different. Like, again, that's why for me, I don't box myself in. I'm like, hey, you know, I can go to America. I can go to Jamaica. I can go to Europe in terms of my music. But if right. you're rapping, you can't not have America. Like, you need it. That's a must. You know, it's like if you're doing reggae, you need Jamaica. So right. it's like as a rapper from Canada, the biggest, if you can't go to America, there's only so much you can do in Europe. There's only so much that you can, you can do, do in, Canada. in Jamaica or the Caribbean or anywhere else. Yeah. So then it becomes, well... I've already, like, and I've had rappers tell me this, like, you know, I've jacked up my career, so I'm gonna, I wanna f- feature with you, cause, you know, at least you'll be able to take it certain places. And then their mentality is also like, but if you don't do this feature with me because I can't get anywhere, I will drag you down as well, too. Jesus. Yeah, like, there's a lot, there's a lot of guy girl beef in Toronto, which is another thing that I find really whack. Really? Yeah, there's, I, I think I have more beef with male rappers. <laughs> Male rappers particularly, but male artists than females. Like, I don't think... There's a few females that will fire little indirects, but there's not many who are bold enough to really flat right. out get at me. Right. Um, I'm sure maybe that might change. <laughs> See, and it's, it's... Somebody might call my bluff on the interview, but... And it's so oh, funny because, <laughs> I mean, when we went to the... Um, the, um, the Divas? The Divas. Mm-hmm. It's like, just, just looking how y'all were together and just be so supportive each of each other's like you see that and you you you, you expect you expect what's that, that? You expect what's that, that to just be throughout the entire industry but that's it's obviously that's not like how it is i don't think it's like that 99.9 percent of the time it perception is everything it's mm. you know if you're a professional and you know how to conduct yourself it can appear like as if there's unity right um i find a lot of the people that i looked up to as peers mm-hmm. didn't feel the same way um so it's the unity is like it's 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 
We're going to sell this for the public. <laughs> <laughs> There's unity as long as it's beneficial. Okay. But right. That, I mean, that's business. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's business. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't really say there's much unity. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely people who know to, how to handle their professionalism. Like, look, we're at a show. We're doing bookings. We don't have to be the best of friends. We don't even have to know each other outside of here. But right. we're professional. We're making paper. Right. And that's where I find the Toronto industry, it lacks professionalism i wouldn't mm. even say unity like i could work with somebody and not uh, like you at all and you'll never know that right right, right. Okay. you'll never ever know that because it doesn't just because i don't like you doesn't mean i gotta come in like to me i'm looking at it like you know my fans are coming here for yeah. me you got a job to do right yeah right. so and it's the same thing even with collaborations and features you know it's like we don't have to be the best of the best friends like just get it done and i found myself like um not really doing features anymore because it was like okay if you fall out with that person then the song won't get promoted and all this other stuff and really it's like who cares if we're friends or this and that if we got a banger like let's just get, just get, get the out. track out get there out. so um yeah i would definitely say there's um um and i think it also has to do with again going back to the fact that we feel like in all of canada there can only be one so like because all we've Highlander. seen right <laughs> like we only have one basketball team representing all of canada and we have like i don't know three in hockey like overall in the entertainment field we don't have multiples it's like right. you are that person or that's it so i think a lot of people are like well if i support this person too much they might make it further than mm. me damn i didn't even look at it like that that's you shed a whole new light on that man mm -hmm. Yeah, so okay, you're going on you're going into some of the things and stuff that you've seen like from the industry. So what are the dark sides of dark things you've seen from the industry that rubbed you the wrong way? Um, I would say that I don't like to be a part of the industry. I just like to make music. Um, the industry is a really disgusting place. Like doesn't matter what part of the world you're in. As a female, um, black females particularly, uh, we are very undervalued. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you should be grateful that you're even here in the first place. So you should do this and you should do that. And like, you know, I've had producers that like have kept my tracks because I wouldn't sleep with them. Um, I've had, you know, multiple incidents of like, you know, unwanted advances or touching or, you know, the slander that comes with it because the female is always the first to get blamed. Mm -hmm. Right. So essentially it's like okay that person's problematic she's this she's that i'm very outspoken like my nose mean nose my yes means yes so if you do something that i don't like or i don't feel comfortable like a lot of people um i have a level of standards for myself of course yeah and i find a lot of people like how dare you respect yourself that much or how dare you have that yeah because some people put money over integrity right yes. and um i used to just I guess you could say blame the men, but then I realized there's a lot of women who feed into it. I mean, mm. first of all, you have a lot of women, like, you know, Toronto's got its own, what's her name, uh, Maxine Grizzling, the Epins, the lady that was helping Eppenstein. Oh, right. I mean, there's oh, a few of those here. Oh, you know, boot like just lane. Galane. Galane, nigga. He could have said it for like five episodes. Yeah, I don't. Galane. Max. Oh, it's Galane? No, I was called her Grizzly. I ain't the only person. That's all I'm like. What are you talking about? There's an S in there. I'm not the only person that's problems. Yeah, okay. There you go. Yeah. I mean, we have a few of those. And then we also have women who are... You have women who will literally be like, okay, 
what do I got to do to get this track? Who do I got to, you know, suck or whatever? Like, you know, I've heard stories about Damn. girls getting like, you know, like going into the studio and getting battery coming out with a hit track and feeling like, you know, they're an artist. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> there was so many bars and playing right? words. Right. Like, <laughs> battery and hit. Right. There was a lot of hitting going on. I was like, yo. I'm like, you know what? My joke's like, let me tone this shit down for serious shit. Go ahead. Right. So, I mean, there's so many um, of that. And mm. again, it people feel like, because I've, I've had people tell me like, oh, but that's just the industry. That's just what you're supposed to do. Why are you fighting it? Why? I'm like, no. And I, I didn't go nah, to music I, I, theater I yeah, school yeah. to come out and, you know, suck some peen to get a track. Okay. Like, you can say dick oh, here. I can say, okay. You can say yeah, dick yeah, here. Like, he says this all the time. <laughs> like, you know, that's not what I like signed up for. Like, I didn't, I don't like making music because I want to be famous and rich. Like, it comes from my heart and my soul. And right, right. I write my own music. So I don't really, I mean, anything that I'm coming to you for, it's probably going to cost me. Like, yeah. whether it's a video shoot or this or that. So I'm expecting there to be a monetary payment there's right. going to be anything else after that like i can do it myself so, like i'm not going to you know hey well i'll give you this track if no because i write my own stuff so i'll just take that song and go to another producer who i can pay to get reproduce whatever beat it is that i need it might take a little bit longer yeah but i'd rather do it that way so i found myself getting labeled as difficult because when people realize like so you're getting blackballed yeah um and toronto's too small for that so, so i laugh yeah. like when, yeah it's like I don't know, like jelly bean ball. Like <laughs> it makes me like I laugh because I'm just like you just like yeah, you can't like. And I'm yeah. independent, so like and it's whatever. Like it is. Yeah. It sounds arrogant at time, but I laugh because I'm like, there's nobody here that I need. Like it would be a great asset if you can help. Yeah. But I can just hop on a plane and get out of here, and I'm good. And my music, like, and that's why I did my album the way that I did it in Atlanta, just to prove to myself I don't necessarily need, need the Toronto, the Toronto right. industry. I love it. You want to, you know, you want your home city to love you and this and that, but of I'm course. not going to kill up myself or ruin my life to just impress some people who aren't even really impressed with themselves. Mm. So, you know, so I found... Um, but hate spreads faster than love here, though. Absolutely. I, I mean... You said Screwface Capital, screw right? Screwface Capital and... You know, Caribbeans, they'll, they'll 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 chastise you before they give you a compliment. So I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think a lot of it, like we are definitely, it's a Caribbean oriented culture, and like, yeah. and you know, like, not necessarily in a bad way, but like, you know, anybody who grew up in a Caribbean household knows, like, people tell you about yourself before they tell you the good things about yourself. So I feel like a lot of that trickles down into Everything the quote-unquote hate. Right, right, right. right. It's like, if you're... Tro- I personally, like... I mean, haters are annoying, but I also look at it, I'm like, like, there are people literally on my Instagram right now, a couple, you know, certain people that really don't like me, but they refuse to unfollow. And it's funny to me. So <laughs> I just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm just like, you love me. Yeah. Like, you don't like the fact that you like me. That's what's bothering you. Mm. So, and you feel like there's something in me that you're supposed to hate. Right. But it... It happens though, right? right. That, that's what I'm saying. Like the whole envy thing is right. Like, why you take this time or this energy right. to say, I don't like your face, <laughs> send. Like, like well, you, you like that enough to take the energy right. and time to, and you to won't Twitter unfollow. Figure this shit. Like, yeah. oh, this person's always posting. Like, you know, like I'll have, like, my Facebook is very political and, like, I vent a lot of my thoughts and whatever I feel, I say it. There's no filter on my Facebook, which is why I'm always in Facebook jail. But mm-hmm. it's one of those things where, like, I do it because it's like, well, like I log on every day. You don't have to log on to my account. Like yeah. I say the things that I want to say. Sorry, right. I gotta put it on silent. No I'm like I say all the things that 
I want to say because I can sleep at night afterwards. I'm not going to go home with all my pent up frustrations and emotions and stuff so that you can feel comfortable and you're getting a great night's sleep and I'm here like stifling myself. And as an artist, that expectation is there. Like you go on some people's pages and they have like maybe 200 posts and they're all just like pretty pictures. And it's like, who are you as a person? Yeah. Like yeah. we're living in reality, a world of reality TV where you want to know, like Cardi B got to where she was, like the talent was there to a certain degree, but it was mainly because people liked her right, yeah. or hated her. Yeah. I thought I put it on mute. Like, um, you know, you want, you want people to, well, I personally want people to gravitate who I really am towards to who I really am. Right. Like, yeah. I don't want to surprise people in 20 years when they find out I was black, like Beyonce at the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> 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 like wait, she's black. Like, <laughs> and it's like, and I say that sarcastic because that was the response. Like y- y'all didn't know that, yeah. but it was also, yeah. she wasn't really pushing that in your face until right. recently, right. which is why for somebody like myself, I love Beyonce, but I can't take the black powering part from her seriously. seriously. Like, it seems like a a marketing strategy for me. It might have been her all along, but because it wasn't represented in her music, it's like, man, Bahamidia and all these people, they've been doing this. So what if, if, like, the person might have, like, I want to say, like, we always champion, like, growth and development and stuff for them Mm -hmm. on this podcast, Right. right? You might come to a part where it's all like champagne, rainbows, and lollipops right. and stuff, whatever. But then the growth and development kicked in, and then now you're on like your quote. I hate using word, but wonk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now you're more aware. So now the fact you're more aware now, whatever you're looking like, damn, I have this this fucking platform right, right. to use. Let me bring awareness to the things that I now care about and stuff, whatever. Um. Yes and no. Um, Matthew, her dad was a big colorist, so and he feels no ways to talk about. It. Like if you listen to his interviews, he's like, "Yeah, I knew I had a light skinned daughter, and she was gonna make money." Like yeah. I married her mother because I thought she was original. When I first met her, I thought she was white, and I knew I was gonna have light skinned kids and et cetera. So he's very vocal, vocal as yeah. to. I seen a Vlad TV. Right, and, he yeah. knew what he was doing with Beyonce. Right. So, but at the same speed, I found that Tina was always woke. Um, I feel like if Beyonce wasn't guided so much by Matthew, she might have touched base on this a little earlier. Because gotcha. Tina was always, Beyonce always had the braids. Like, that was nothing new. She always had the cornrows and stuff. There's little things that Beyonce did that let me know, like, okay, she, she knows herself, but she can't present it that way because you're appealing to a certain crowd. Right. But then, and then, even recently, so mm-hmm. well, I won't say not that recent, but let's say there's a point in time, I think. What is it? The, the the birthday album, the the, the B Day mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. I think from then that's when it switched. The management switched. It went from right Matthew as soon as she Jay. Right. right as soon as she left her father, then you started to realize like, hey, Beyonce's black. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> like you know, because uh, uh, it, it's it's it. I mean, and again, that's where for me, like, I can't knock it because Beyonce is Beyonce, Beyonce, so it obviously worked. Right. But me being the person that I am, it's like. I wouldn't be able to bottle all that up inside for 20 years. Like, it would come out after three months or something. And then you take the energy. Right. And and more or less, it's like, okay, so if if people gravitate towards you because they think you're spiritual, and then all of a sudden you flip on them. Right. You know, you, you're going to lose fan base. Yeah. So if people are gravitating towards you because they think you're this, you know, sex vixen... And then when they really get to know you, they realize like you're you're pro black or this or that or whatever whatever. It's like man, I didn't come here for this. I didn't come here for your quotes and your posts and this and that. I came here to see some booty. So 
You know what I mean? Like, so it's, I want people to know, like, I'm, like, I have this post that says, you know, people, I probably confuse people. It's like, is she spiritual? Is she ratchet? You know, is she, like, you'll never know. And I'm like, I'm mixed. Like, right. I like to show people, like, there's. You're multifaceted. Right, right. Because you don't really see females as one or the other. Like, you can either, this person's always talking about love. Or this person's always talking about, you know, their vagina. Or this person's always talking about wokeness. You don't see that combination. Yeah. Like, it's like, why can't I be pro-black and still have a video about, you know, how I want to give it to my man? And right. I feel like because that's, because you're independent. That's just me. Because I feel Absolutely. like if you, have, if you have a machine, oh, yeah. like, you have a quote-unquote machine yep. or industry behind you, Absolutely. they're going to guide all yeah. that shit. Because the first person that came to mind was, um, what's her name again? Pink. Right. When Pink first dropped, Pink. She, when she was on the L.A. Reed straight, right. it was just more of like an R&B type of feel right, and all the above. Right. Right. And then I grav- even I gravitated towards that right. one, right? And then now when she did her second album and everything, I'm like, I actually what? liked her alternative album you No, know, it, it caught, it caught yeah. me off guard. Yeah. Because yeah. no, yeah. there was too many white girls doing it at that time. Like, she was better. She had more soul than Britney and Christina. Yes. But... When she got into that rock stuff, I'm like, I feel this is more her. Her haircuts and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, right, I feel right. like this is her. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you mm-hmm. just like that. Like, she, I think she had like a one of those um, E Hollywood True Stories. Mm-hmm. She's like, L.A. Reid was the one that kind of just Pushing. forced yeah, that, I yeah. that, that. that first yeah. album and stuff. Like, you got to do it like this. Right. And I was like, you couldn't be independent doing that shit. No. Back then. Right. Absolutely then. not. Today, you don't really need anybody yeah. and stuff. You don't. Whatever. I mean, Lil Nas X. Look at Tory Lanez. Yeah, exactly. He dropped a whole 17 songs about his entire life that most people would never do. In, like, nobody in the industry. Like, I at first, I was like, why would you do that? But then I thought about it. I'm like, I'm independent. If I wanted to, you can do. I could very well do that. Pretty which much. is why even, like, a couple days ago, like, <laughs> I was listening to it. I, I was, somebody sent me a live and I tuned into the live and I was watching it and it's kind of like what we're discussing about right now. Mm. And the person was, it was basically why, you know, why don't Toronto DJs support Toronto artists? Right. So I was agreeing with the person that was talking to the DJ, but then for whatever reason, they flipped on me. Once they seen my ass in the chat, they were like, hey, I don't like this chick. So they started straying from their point just to kind of get at me and ended up kind of agreeing with their point. With the yeah, DJ. Yeah, yeah. Like you you counteracted. I'm like, we're supposed to be unified, but you let your dislike for me for you. sway you off. And then it was like an indirect, like, oh, if I hear another person make a shot about a DJ, I'm gonna write a diss track about them. And it, it, it was obviously me who they were speaking about because based on the stuff that I was typing in the group and whatever, I'm agreeing with you. I was like, what the hell? I'm showing unification. So I you thought mean, about that it. That person probably trying to sleep with you before you. No, this was um this person had a vagina. So I thought about uh, it. <laughs> I, we were progressive. Yeah. That person trying to sleep with you, but you no. were into the scissor. No, not not even close. Exactly. But uh, no, and no, that's not what it was with that person at all. Okay. This is just another hate for no reason. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't even want to give them too, too much light. But basically, what it was, it was like, um, so I was like, that was funny to me. Mm-hmm. So I made a post and I was like, look, like, because this person doesn't write their own music, they were firing shots about why doesn't certain artists get songwriters right. and management and this and that and a lot of little things. Yeah, and yeah, it was all yeah. through, and everybody knows I always talk about you being independent and writing my own music and whatever, whatever. And I find it funny when people are like, oh, you know, like, why don't they get songwriters? I'm like, my music is actually on the radio because I wrote it. Like, I don't think people understand that feeling of knowing every single word that but is coming from that came from me. There is no, hey, you should try this or you should try that. I'm not saying that I down that. Yeah. But to know that there are people who listen to my music that I wrote 100%. I don't care if I get a Grammy or this or that. 
it's the fact that it's like, do you know how many people who have management and still can't get radio? Or True. who have deals and stuff and can't get it, who have songwriters and stuff and they can't, can't get, get to that point. So yep. I'm like, I've already did what I need to do. But going back, I was like, you know, I hope you have a big budget when you write this this track because I'll respond in French, English, Spanish, jazz, blues, hip hop, reggae, dancehall, R&B, and I'll just keep dropping tracks. And for every one track that you need to be approved of, I could drop like 20. Interesting. So that's the beauty of being an independent, which mm-hmm. I think is why a lot of people kind of like are hesitant of how to approach me because this girl can do whatever the heck she wants. And there's nothing we can do about it. She wants to go live and rant and rave. Mm-hmm. She can. And that was where like I actually had um, a, uh, a label hit me up this week. It was like two days ago. Um, actually, you're supposed to call them after I leave here. And they were um, like, do you have management? Do you want a manager? Here's what we can offer you, etc." And... When I went on their page, because I've had several people offer me deals before, where I'm like, no, because the first thing I notice is that they want to change who I am, rebrand me, have no idea of who I am. They're just like, this girl's an artist, she's pretty, she's got followers, cool, do you need management? Right. So the first thing that I saw with these people is like, you get to keep your creativity and maintain your independence as an artist. Mm -hmm. All we are doing is trying to um, help you elevate the brand that you've already established. Right. We're not going to make you change who you are, your points, or what you stand for, and this and that. I'm like, that is the only time I can see myself... Working with like, like I have my, you know, my drivers and my business manager, my lawyer, if I need to make contracts and stuff like that. Right, but right. in terms of my bookings, what it is that I want to do or don't want to do, that's all oh, my choice. So if right. I screw up, it's me. And if I do great, it's me. So I was like, you know, it's getting overwhelming now because I do have a lot, like in terms of responding to emails and all these different people, there's a lot of things that I miss out on. So right. like, you know, I wouldn't mind. You can benefit at this point. At this point. Yeah. But you need to be able to do for me what I can't do for myself. For yourself, and I also yeah. still need to be able to be the person that I am. Like, yeah. yes, I understand now I'm going to be representing you guys as well too. So if there's some things where I can tweak it a little bit, compromise a little, no problem. But I'm still, I still need to be able to be me. Well, I, I always say to Mark, I mean, the, the, the best way of starting it, starting out is always doing it yourself, being involved in yourself. That way, right. when you get to the point when you need to hire motherfuckers, you know what that motherfucker is exactly. supposed to be doing for you. Exactly. Right? I it's mean, like, pretty much. Yeah. Right. Pretty much. Because you get to a point where a lot of people, stuff, they'll look at some things and they'll say, we've been following you. Let's say we've been following you. have been a fan for the first five. Right. And now you produce like seven more or whatever. Like you've changed. Right. And everything. This is not you or this is the new management. This is the new right, company. Right. And everything. Like, oh, right. Same thing with the Beyonce right. thing. Right. We're right. like, yo, does it feel genuine? Right. Exactly. Does it feel real? Does it exactly. feel authentic? And you've, and you've worked yourself into a position to say like, well, what can you do for me that exactly. I can do for myself? Yeah. But see, a lot of people and stuff, I feel like they don't get what they deserve to get, but they negotiate. And right. they negotiate the bullshit. Right. Right? So right. that's where they'll lose, like, I want to say the essence of the real self. Right. Compared to like, mm. whatever, I guess, might catapult you to yeah. like the masses. Or I always deal. looked at it like, what was it? Uh, Master P, when he was like, I think they offered him like a mill, mm-hmm. and he's like, if they offered me a mill, I'm probably worth 10 mil or whatever yeah. it was. And like, right. That's how I look at it. Nobody's ever going to come to you with what you actually deserve. They're going to see if you know what you, you deserve. deserve. Of yeah. course. And some people, if they're in a position to give it to you, then they will. And others are going to be like, well, I tried a thing, and I'm going to keep it moving. Yeah. Me, I'm always like, you know, before I really go deep or sign any contracts or anything because people love giving me contracts right off the bat. I'm like, follow me on social media for a couple of weeks and see if you actually want to work with me. Because you might not like the artist that you picked up at the end of the day. Very true. You know, it's like whether it's a man who thinks like, yeah, she's pretty and I can get her to do this and like flip, she's difficult. It's crazy because my, I think like maybe, when I look at my analytics, majority of my fan base is men. 
as much as I'm about empowering women. Right. So it's interesting when people like, like the way I look at it, I'm like, there's obviously a demographics of men who their attraction isn't just about the titties and ass. There's right. some men who are genuinely attracted to whatever, quote unquote, powerful, powerful women, women, or mm-hmm. like you said, the lyrics. the lyrics, or, you know what I mean? Somebody who's just like, man, this girl's going hard like a dude. Like she's not out here looking for handouts or this or that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that niche market that a lot of people forget about. It's like, there are some people who are really about like, they look at like, Oh, this person's this and this person's that. And it's like, but there are people who want that. And there are even females that are like, well, I'm not outspoken, but this girl says everything that I I feel inside. Exactly. Right. Right. And those are the ones that I do it for. Like, I'm not speaking for the people that already have platforms and stuff. It's like every day I wake up and sometimes it's like, okay, I'll wake up happy. And by the end of the day, like I'm spiritually drained because of the emails or the messages that I'm reading where it's like, man, I got to go fight this battle today and that battle because some girl has told me, you know, she was molested or this or that or whatever. And it's like, she's not in a position to talk about it. So I'm going to bring up scenarios on my page where people are like, oh, why are you always bring this up? And why are you bring that up? And it's like, I know there's people that are watching right. that are looking for the answers in the comments or, you know, has anybody went through what I went through? Like, yeah. they might not speak, but they're there. Right. So I get a lot more, like, I always talk about the outspokenness because people will they'll put it out there. Oh, you're aggressive. You're a black woman. You're this, you're that. And I'm like, I'm outspoken and I'm passionate. And you, can't be, you can't be a typical, I mean, like, not even typical, but you can't be a black woman and be outspoken. It's even like the thing when I was seeing what pertaining to um, Kamala Harris, like when she did right. the vice presidential right. debate. And everything, and she just kind of she fixed her, her face. Tongue. Yeah, she fixed her face yeah. and everything, and then they were trying to like, that's that black woman yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, but I found she again. Like, there goes the professionalism where I watched her and I seen so much of myself. Where I'm like, he just repeatedly was speaking over her and had no respect. Yes, right. And as yeah. a black woman, you have to cautiously and consciously be like, okay, I can't do what he's doing to me because if I do, I it, do I'm it, gonna it. be it's labeled. A problem. Yes. Right. right, right. So I seen her like waiting. Okay, okay. So the only thing she had was her facial expressions. Right. And then even with that, it became like a, a thing. It was right. still a problem. Right. It was still a problem. And I find that it happens. There's more people in our community that dislike women in a position of power than white, white people, people do. Mm. Like, white people are not really, I can't say all, but overall, it's like my issues of my outspokenness or my powerfulness, it didn't come from white people. Maybe there's a one, two white supremacist who might try to stifle me in the comments randomly on Facebook. But for the most part, it's my own people. Like, it it goes back to, you know, the Jim Crow days where it's like, stop acting like a nigga. Like, Mm. so it's like, why? Oh, man, you don't have to talk about this. You don't have to talk about that. And it's like, me not talking about it is not going to make it not exist. Like, if anything, like we should start talking about these things, and if it's making you uncomfortable, that means it's a problem. Like, if I think, but I, I, I think from sometimes the stuff, whatever, even like the Beyonce thing, like to right. go back, not to rehash, but it's kind of people come to your page, right, for different reasons, right. They might, they might be a fan of music for different reasons. Right. I might be there for the lyrical and the and the and the songstress that you are, and right. so I might be there for an escape. For reality. Right. Somebody right. might be there and stuff whatever for the fact that like, yo, you have this this appeal, right. you're attractive, and you can sing too. Right. So your your page or even like your social media platforms might be an escape right. for them from like their, their day-to-day. And then when you come with the real shit and stuff, you're like, fuck, I plan to come for the fantasy. And you came back with more reality and stuff. That's why they might make a comment like that. Right. For me, it's like, that's not my problem. Like, if, mm. if you're not paying me... <laughs> It's not my job CTC, to, cut to the check. provide an escape for you. Like, social media is free. If right. you want to book me for an event, 
then I'll give you whatever it is. Like once you're booking me, you need the professionalism. That's where, again, but my social media is my space to vent. So my Instagram is one way. It's a little bit because it's so public and everybody can get on my page. It's a little more professional and this and that. I'll have my moments where I might post something and be like, "Mm, maybe I should take it down, but I got it out my system. But my Facebook is like, I've been on my Facebook with the same account from before I was an artist. So people grew into me as an artist this way. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like this, because of the stuff that I went through, the stuff that I experienced, my Facebook is almost, it's like my microcosm where it's like, this is where I get my material from. Right. Um, I have a second page where it's like, my second page is, again, because, and it's also the people that are on there as well too, they bring out different sides. So my second page is like, these people are great. I don't know where they came from. They're amazing. Then my main Facebook page is like, what's wrong with you people? You are the ones that need fixing. So it's like, it's a catch 22 where it's like, okay, I could just run away from it, but it's also like, I need to know what's going on with these people in order for me to continue having my content. Right. right. Yeah. Because the, the political stuff that pops up on my page or even just the way like uh, certain people, like a lot of black men and the stuff that they post about black women. And it's like, why are you okay with posting this? Like, we really need to have this conversation because I got Spanish guys on my page, I got Chinese guys, I got Indian guys, white guys, and I don't see them posting anything like this about their women. Right. And yet, every time I come on Facebook, at least seven or eight times for the day, I'm going to see some kind of degrading post about being a black woman. So as an artist, and I got a lot on my page, they're like, oh, you know, they, like a lot of my artist friends are like, man, I wish I could be more like you, but whoever they're behind or working with won't allow them to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, I kind of feel like I have like a, what is it, due diligence. It's like a responsibility where it's like, there are going to be people that are going to be mad at me for certain things, but usually there's a reason why they don't unfollow because somewhere deep down inside, they know like, she's not lying. Question. All that stuff that you'll see Mm -hmm. and that might rile you up, make you feel a type of way or like spark that due diligence and everything like that. You take that energy and convert it to songwriting. Right. How hard is it to write a song? Like when... Constantly, you even just fucking with social media, mm-hmm. you get bombarded by all types of stuff. Oh you. yeah, like you, from from me hearing you, yeah. you have a political side to you, you have a ratchet side to yeah. you, you have a soulful side to you and stuff. Whatever. How hard is it just to write a song? Um, it depends on what I'm writing about. I mean, there like I used to have this thing where I would write a song a day until my schedule just started getting hit, um, hectic, and that was really? like from like I started writing when I was like seven. So I used to, when I really started taking music seriously, I was like, okay, I'm going to write a song a day because one of these is going to be a hit. Mm-hmm, so right. I've got like maybe thousands of songs where now I'm at a point where it's like, okay, just compiling them. Yeah, fine-tuning like, them. Right, like yeah. this song might actually, like I like the new song that I released, it was like a combination of things that I had jot, jot down. Just like I'll brainstorm like, oh, this line is sick and I'll just write it down. Like I got things all over, like papers, napkins with just lines all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, let me grab this napkin, this napkin, that napkin and put it together and here's the song. So it's the same thing with my Facebook. Where you should call like, that shit food for thought next time. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's the same thing for my social media where it's like, okay, I can pull from the ratchetness. I can pull from the spirituality. I can pull from the hoodness. I can mm-hmm. pull from the blackness, the empowermentness. And that is what creates a song. It's right, like, right. even if like, for example, if I were to give like a sexy song, mm. there's still like a deeper message behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it's a black power song, there's still like, it's still, still something you can something. It, has, to. Right, yeah. it has some substance. Right. Yeah. And, and you can still, style to move to, right. to groove to. So I like to do things like, it's like, you know, I'll give you a trap beat, 
but I'll like preach on it. Right. So you don't even realize you're getting the lesson until like afterwards when it's soaked into your head and you're like, you know, what? that's actually, she's actually saying stuff yeah. in this. And yeah. going back to what you said, um, songs of mine that you like singing the blues. Mm. I can't tell you how many men like that song. I think more men like that song <laughs> than women. And mm. I, I wrote it obviously from a woman's perspective. perspective. Right. Yeah, but, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. Cause me, like we say this and stuff, I stole it from him, mm -hmm. but I'm pro human. Right. Right. Like I don't, I don't look at any type of thing and stuff. Yeah. I'm a black man and stuff. Right. Like that, but I know right is right and wrong is wrong in my right. eyes. Right. And when I hear the song and stuff and I was like, Yo, it's not easy for women out here, yeah. or whatever, right? It's it's really not easy. Like I, I told somebody and stuff, whatever. Like when the day my son was born, right? I had a different perspective on how women's lives were. Yeah, but yeah. it took my son to be born that, right. that moment. I was like, oh shit, right? And then I'm more aware now, right? Right. So yeah. now when I'm hearing that song and stuff, I'm like, yo, niggas need to put their daughters onto this shit. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what it is for me. It's like, I'm I, I don't um. I don't make music for kids. I make music for adults mm. that are making bad decisions. Right. If that makes sense. Like, no, it's it does like, because he even says and stuff, whatever. You're not poor. You just make poor decisions. Right. right. And it's like, okay, we've all gone through heartbreak. We've all gone through this. We've all gone through that. But as, and this is where my music is a contrast from, I guess you could say my social media, mm. where I, again, I use my social media to be like, you know, get all the anger out. But mm. in my music, it's the vulnerability. Mm. It's like, wow, this girl has really gone through things. Or she right. knows people who have gone through stuff. Like, maybe I can see why she's so passionate about this or that or whatever, whatever. So right. it's that where, and that comes from when you write your own stuff, like you get to be a little bit more vulnerable. Like I've had people send me songs which are, were amazing, but it didn't fit who I was. Right. I'm like, I will cuss all day, every day in real life or even on social media, but you won't hear that in my music. Right. Because I don't want to have to do a clean and a dirty version and all this other stuff. Like, mm. there's, I, I read a lot and I read the dictionary and thesaurus. There's other words I find sometimes, even just in my day-to-day -day life, like if I'm swearing, it's just because I'm being lazy. Like, right. you know, there's other words that I could use to yeah, fill it in. I consider myself lazy. Yeah, it's mm. it's... It is Fuck what it that. is. Like I'm like I'm smart enough that I know I can fill in a word yeah. when I'm good and ready, so I'll be lazy in my day to day life. But when it comes to my music, that's where I like to show people my intelligence and the the wordplay. Mm -hmm. So I find that the reason why I think a lot of men gravitate towards my music is because that's when you get to see the softer side of me. It's like she's so hard. Got it. And then you listen to blues and it's like, dang, like or even Aaliyah after dark no. is like, oh, she does like turning on dudes. Like she got a little right, yeah. and that's, so that, that's the thing. That's like the thing. it's there, but that's it's the thing like, that got me right because I'm looking like I'm like, and that song is huge in Atlanta. Like it was like on the, like man. a couple of like top ten, ten at tens and whatever. I was like, okay, okay. So okay, like, I think like I think like from like a few weeks back and stuff whatever. I'm like, all right, let me let me let me prep myself for stuff for her for you and everything right. like that, right? So I was beating up the Queen of the North and everything, and I'm like, and the Aaliyah track that came horrible, in. huh? And it's I'm funny because he's usually quick. No, he's usually but, quick on catching that shit. Out. No, <laughs> but you see, see yeah, yeah. me, the pervert that I am. Yeah. I I'm okay with it. Ways. it. Exactly, and I like that because you don't know which angle right? might come. Don't put me in a box. But then, and like the Aaliyah track came on when I was driving and stuff, and I was like, my volume was at 33. Right. I had to push that bit to like 38. Yeah. So now I'm like, I'm like. Yeah, it's so crazy and stuff for that a fire track like this. Yeah, like I know the person. Yeah, who made this yeah. track, whatever, and yeah. this thing slaps. Yeah, <laughs> so that's something like the singing the blues is one right, thing and stuff. Right. But then you, when you come with a different side, I'm like, yeah, 
worth the money. Right. It, that's what it is for me at the end of the day. I, I'm like, I don't care what you think about me as the person. When you listen to my music, you can't deny it. It yeah, might not be for everybody, that's but that's why I'm like, that's a big fact. the EP, it's like, you got hip hop, you got R&B, you got blues, the you reggae. got reggae. Like, you got to be a miserable person not to find something. Right. Just right. find one. Yeah. Like, like, and enjoy it. <laughs> and just keep playing it over and over again if you don't like the rest of them. So, and that was what it was, is like, because I, you know, people are constantly like, what are you? Mm -hmm. And it was that reflection of like, even just growing up, because I grew up in a very diverse family. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what are you, Cooley? This, that, that. Oh, that question is always, what are you? Right. And it's like, yo, I'm, I'm everything. I'm every woman. Like, I'm just like... Shaka God. Right. Like, I'm like, I'm, I grew up in a culturally diverse, and this goes into the music, where it's like, I didn't just grow up listening to reggae, reggae or R&B or soca or whatever. I'm like, right. I had rock. I had country. Like, you know, like... Shania Twain, as you mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. like, that was my girl. Like, when we had, what was it, um, what was it Christmas? And mm -hmm. I remember that one of the first CDs that I requested was Shania Twain. Mm -hmm. And my brother was like, what the Christmas. hell's wrong with you? Like, it's yeah. Wu-Tang or something. Like, you know, right, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, you know, so it's like, I grew up listening, like, my daycare, um, when I went to daycare, my babysitter or whatever was, like, at-home daycare, and she was Punjabi. So there was, like, a point in time when I and Horizon used to come out and I literally used to think I was Hindi or Punjabi. You couldn't tell yeah, me I wasn't like, yeah, like that movie's a big movie. So yeah. when I when I said it to Indian people, like, wait a minute, no, she knows something now. Yeah. So so for me, I'm like, I would totally jump on a Bollywood track. Like I just did my first Spanish track. My dad's side of the family is, is part Cuban. So it's like just tapping into being comfortable enough to be like, yo, I can tap into like I'm a black woman by all means, but. Right. Because of this African diaspora, there's different parts of me. Yeah, black people aren't a monolith, right? No. Exactly. So I feel like in any cases, though, for them, you can't just see a black person and just assume one thing. Right. Know? Like, I want to say, like, with me, like, even, like, how I carry myself and stuff right. like, on, like, on my days off from work, Monday through Thursday, I dress like, I want to say, a quote-unquote square. Right. Whatever. Exactly. I have the casual Friday, and I love me some joggers. Exactly. So I only have, like... Two, three days to play with, exactly. whatever, right? <laughs> I don't like the friggin' seven and stuff. Exactly. Like, but then they might see me one way. Like, I, I ran to coworkers and stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, I, I yeah. didn't know it was you. Yeah. Didn't know it was you. Yeah. You're, you're a medical professional. I'm like, and so? Exactly. I'm like, Did they grab their purse tight when you seen them? They, <laughs> yeah. Caught, yeah. caught one off guard and stuff. Whatever. They're like, hey, no, he's okay. He's a different. Yeah. He's right. different from the rest. Yeah, he's not Look like at the him. rest yeah. of them. Look at him. So, I mean, it comes with that aspect and everything, right? And I see it. I see, which I think like is always, to me, refreshing right. when it comes to music, because I don't expect the music I listen to to be kind of one lane. Right. When I was younger, Tupac used to fuck me up. Yeah. Because I'm looking mm. like, well, that's, I'm gonna shoot somebody. That's love my the kids. Inspiration. And then yeah. and then you're like, yep. what? As an adult now, what are you taking in? Yeah. But, <laughs> but and I, and I think. For, I mean, for me personally, yeah. that's why I liked music back then. Exactly. Because when you got an album. Exactly. You, you got, got everything. You got everything. You, you were supposed to have a club track, a lover's track, a gangster track. Yes. Like, there was prerequisites on, okay, you have too many of this, you need this now. Right. right. Now it's like, I could listen to an album and it just sounds like one long song. Yeah. And even in the, like, when I go in the club, it could be a different yeah. artist, but I'm like, why does everybody sound, sound the, the same? same. Yup. And I yeah. had people yeah. come to me like, oh, have, why don't you try like a SZA type track or Summer Walker or this or that? And I'm like, the fact that you can say SZA type mm -hmm. is a problem, problem. to me. Like, yeah. that means that it's already out there and yeah. multiple people are doing it. Yeah. So why in the hell would I go and do that? And when you turn on the radio, you can't tell the difference. Is that SZA, Janae? 
Some but, like, yo, I, I got, and I love all of them, I but that. I'm sure somebody's telling, just like they coming to me, sound like this because this is what's trending. What's... And then it's like, but like this music, how do I explain it? My music sounds like the music I listened to and grew mm-hmm. up on. Right. So who came up with this stuff? Like the rest of it, it's like, is this really what? Like when I became a singer, it's because like. You know, I listen to stuff like, like I, I love 90s. Like, I feel like between the 90s and early 2000s, because I had older siblings, and right. all of them were in music. Right. So it was one of those where I was like, okay, I always wanted to, like, be able to sing a song, like, I don't know, SWV. SWV. Right. Mm-hmm. Who right now sounds like SWV? So if I were to just come completely switching, it's like, why did I get into music again? Like yeah. there was, I had a sound before I got into music. So right. how did I start sounding like somebody totally different? Yeah. So I think that is where the confusion, especially as females, everybody like, oh, we need this. Like I get it so many times. I'm like, do you guys understand what you're saying to me? Like, first of all, I'm like an artist. Yeah. So you're gonna come to me and tell me like, scrap what I'm doing and go sound like somebody else. Like, it's not right. like I'm trying a ting. Yeah. Like it's yeah. already out there. There are people that genuinely, like I got a fan base and but stuff I mean, like this. Most, most <laughs> artists, when you when you're starting off, you don't know yourself, so you right. find yourself imitating things exactly. that you may like. Exactly. So you till you, you you get comfortable, right, into who you are. Then you become that person. After you become that person, as an artist, you shouldn't be trying to sound like you're not supposed to. Else. That's like Mary. No, like but when Mary switched from the set, it's, it's something that's just kind of set, right? Like I, I want to say, it's not really they're, they're switching. It's kind of like I heard like Kalani's last album, right? Yeah. And she had a track with Janelle Janelle Aiko. And when the verses change, whatever, I'm like, nigga, everybody sounds the fucking same. You don't know I who's to, who. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. yeah. And like, that's wait, what I'm saying. Like, on the hook again? Like, she, like, Janelle, Janelle Aiko, she's not brand new walk-on. Right. Not, neither is Kalani. Right. right. But that's what I'm saying. It's just, they just happen like that, and then this is just a merger. Right. Whatever, right? Right. Um, I mean, and again, if that is the sound for there, like, again, the music that I make is between what I grew up on and then also the culture. Right, so right. I didn't understand trap until I went to Atlanta. Like I don't to the day I don't like hearing Toronto guys do trap because we don't talk like that. Right, like right. so, why, where'd you get this accent from? Mm, like Carolina. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And, and it never left, just like you didn't. Like so, <laughs> I mean, it was fun, right? Like I was like, okay, so with that now, I'm like, okay, I grew up like. I don't so like know. A Mary Phil, Mary J. Blige. Everybody sounded like Brandy didn't sound like Monica. Mary J didn't sound like, well, that's where her and Faith had their beef because it's like, wait a minute now, they could only be this. Like, nobody in the era, I would say up until the early 2000s, nobody sounded the same. Like, even yeah. Britney didn't sound like Christina. Facts. Pink didn't sound yeah. like them. Like, everybody had their own sound. Like, you know, Nas didn't sound like Biggie, Tupac. Noriega, well, I mean, whatever. Like, there was so I mean, much. You're talking the era where you had to sound different. different. You had to stand you out. Sound like, like nobody, nobody else. wanted 50 Biggie Smalls. Like, that's why it's like. And then when whatever happened with Shine, like when he came out sounding like Biggie, people were kind of like on that. Like, Fence. I mean, he's dope, but yeah, oh, I don't know if we're ready for that. So yeah. it's the same thing, kind of like with Pop Smoke. Where he sound to me, he sounds more like Lord Banks, but everybody says fifty. I, I but said, I said Banks too. I yeah, that like, he has a smoother yeah. rasp. Fifty yeah. is more nasally, but. I found like if you were to come out like ten years ago and do that, like mm-hmm. people wouldn't like nah. big you up for sounding like yeah, somebody. Yeah. Now it's like, oh my god, he sounds exactly like so and so. It's like so you can just go buy so and so's album. Like <laughs> it still exists. Well, what 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 killed me as, I mean, being an audio engineer mm. and 
and and knowing a little a little something about the behind the scenes stuff what really started killing me is when i started seeing them selling presets right for you to sound like Some, other right. artists and i'm like yeah wow. yeah i was like it's like it's it's gotten it's gotten so you this can make far. you can make me sound like oh listen yeah. there's, there's a travis scott preset yeah there's a drake i, I preset. actually have an alicia cinnamon preset when i went to Atlanta, that's when i figured it out and i was like what is this and they're like yeah the preset da, 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 da. and he's like i can make you one and i'm like yeah but when i leave make sure you delete it <laughs> I don't want nobody coming out of Atlanta sounding like me. Like, right? what the yeah. heck? I'm like, that is so weird. Like, and it just makes it, I guess, I mean, it's what, easier what if for it was the like engineer. Natalie Nutmeg or something like that. And you she's know, trying to pop. There's actually an Alicia Cinnamon in Barbados on Facebook, which is so funny. I'm like, really? I wonder how many people, like, hit her up. She's an older lady. So I'm like, I wonder how many people hit her up. She's like, I'm sick of this chick. Like, who the hell is she? Sing us something. <laughs> right? Sing us something. I don't I, sing. Because I'm, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what the Who the hell is Let me look up this chick. So, because I was looking, I was like, you know, Yo. like, let me look and see if anybody has my name. I'm like, wow, there's only one person. And she's black. Go figure. Hmm. Like, there's only one person out there that has that name. And I just thought, like, wow, that's really interesting. But, yeah, going back to the whole preset stuff, it's, I mean, I guess for an engineer, if you're lazy, it's right. easier. It's easier. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah. But again, that creativity, it's the same thing for DJs. Like my dad was a DJ. So I used to see him like, and the thrill, like, cause this is like, you know, like the King Turbo days and the military sound days, like right, when right. Baby Blue and Sunshine, like when it was like real selectas. And he used to enjoy being the first person to play a new track. Now yes. when you hit up a DJ, it's like, is your track already bubbling? Okay, if it's not in the top 10, we're not playing. It's like, why? Why do you want to play a playlist? Like, right, yeah. where's the thrill in playing the song that every other DJ is playing? Like, it's, you know, like, like it's, you go to a club and it sounds like it's a CD. Like, you're not even reading the room anymore. It's right. just, well, this is what I set my list to play. So this is what the hell y'all going to hear. Mm -hmm. I don't care if the DJ before me played any of these songs. I'm playing it again. And it's like, you ask them, like, oh, I don't really know how to introduce a new song. Like, you just play it. Yeah. Like, if I spend $20 to go inside the party and you play a new song that I never heard, it's not going to be like, oh, my God, fuck this. I'm out of here. I'm leaving. Like, no, you spent your money to go in the party. People might not jam right away because it's going to take them some time to get used to it, but you're not going to die if you play a new track. Like, but, they act like their career is going to be over in that you, one night. You've touched upon something that a lot of people just don't understand with these with, with today's DJ and the DJ back, back in the day. Right. Today's DJ realizes... I can buy the technology and the technology will do Everything. it all for me, right? Yeah. The D the DJ back in the day, he would have never asked you, how do I fit this in? Right. He's already listened to your track and he says to himself, okay, I got a set here that's around the same tempo. Right. It's in the same, it's in the same range. I can blend it in and you won't even notice. <laughs> and it's yeah. it's funny because I just had um an artist of mine just released a track and um my cousin who's a dj in the the u.s right he said right, you know what? i'm gonna i'm gonna spin it this weekend right right so i said cool he says get your artist to do the drops for me and so forth like that so right he did the drops and and so forth right so just last night we were just we we're hanging out me and a couple of friends was hanging out we we're just listening waiting for him to play it and um so he says you know it's coming probably around nine o'clock it'll come around around right like, so we're listening, we're listening, and I'm just listening. Where at this point, I totally forgot all about it, right? The music is just playing in the background, and we're having a conversation. Then he plays uh, uh, St. John's Rose, mm -hmm. right? So then, songs coming to the ending and so forth like that, and I'm 
and I'm bouncing, I'm bouncing. I hear something in the background. I'm like, that kind of sound fam- that kind of yeah. sound familiar. <laughs> but yeah, I still don't know what it is yet because he's only playing an instrumental and he's right. bending it in with the right. with the, the the rose joint. Right. So then when it's getting closer to the rose, it's fading out, and I'm like, oh shit, that's our song. Right. Right. Plays the drops. Goes right into the track. Doesn't miss or skip a beat. Mm. So even if you don't know the artist, even if it's something exactly. that you know what I mean. At least you're still you're still there. Right. You're still in the groove. Right. Then what does he do? He spins it on the next hit right after it. Exactly. That is how you bust you a new sandwich. Tool. Like, you sandwich it. Exactly. Too. This is what a so DJ like an essay that has experience <laughs> right. knows. Exactly. This is how I'm gonna break this tune. So I'm what, gonna so play what, what two hot tracks. My question to you was stuff for that. Not as a musician, because both mm-hmm. of you guys are musicians and everything. What happens and stuff when set DJs are no longer able to spin? And you have the new school people who just rely on Serato or just the plug ups and everything like that. Then what? You can still this, do the same thing with Serato. You can still no, do you the can same you thing. can, oh, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like with them now, what like how you're explaining and everything. Right. Right. But that's this is what but, but this is what Alicia's talking right. about. When she says the DJ's asking her, Yeah, what how, how do I play this? Right. When do yeah. I play this? Right. Because this is the mentality of today's DJ. Right. You know what I mean? Because I actually learned like I learned how to DJ last summer, like just because I wanted to show them, like, I was like, yo, I have, like, enough music to throw a party for my damn self. Mm-hmm. Like, I can play all of Alicia Cinnamon's music, and it'll just be all my music. Let me show you guys how to play my music. So I went live, and I just mixed all of my own music. And they're like, oh, that song's big. And I'm like, but I sent it to you. Like, why are you listening? When I play it, like, if you hear it on the radio or this or that, you're jamming to it. Well, yeah. oh, you're so afraid if you're jamming to it. What makes you think other people? Others like, I have people, exactly. you know, No Surrender, that's a big tune. Like, The Bears Haven't Covered, that's a big tune. Aaliyah After Dark, big tune. Mm. So I'm like, so why are you guys afraid to play it? Yeah. Like, yeah. what is your, is it me? Like, what is the problem? Like, and even as I'm like, okay. Then I look at it like, okay, if you don't like the individual artist, but I'm like, but y'all still play R. Kelly. So, like... You can't like, it, like what? It, like to me, it's like it's 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 like a fear. It's like a lot of people would rather play. Like I used to think, okay, is it the stigma? Like for example, Tory. Some people were like, oh, I'm not gonna play Tory because of X, Y, and Z, whatever, whatever. Me, whatever personal issue they have, I have my thoughts as a woman, but I'll never ever discredit the fact that he's a ridiculously talented artist. artist. Right. right. Yeah. But we say this on the show all the time. Do not be blinded by your bias. Right. But people are blinded by their bias. Right. And it's just a, they shut shit down. Right. As much as we live in, I don't want to say council culture, yeah. but like that's quick. For me. If you don't do something what the norm does or what we consider normalized or the standard, right. you're a problem and you need to be gone and right. done with. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like, now, here's where I differ, where it's like, I understand separating the artist from the music, depending on what they write about. Like, if Tori were to be writing about, I'm going to beat bitches up and this and that, like, oh, okay, cancel Tori. Right. Right. I don't care how talented you are, cancel Tori, based on what it is you're going through right now. Right. right. But if you're just telling your story, you can't discredit the talent. No, you can't no. discredit it. Whereas things like R. Kelly, when I found him, like, first of all, it's been documented that those songs, he was writing about little girls. So... Yeah. Now it takes because I stopped listening to him after, like I don't, I don't know years ago. Like it's it's not it's nothing new to me. I was right. always always turned off by him because when I listened to the, the lyrical content, you, you, that's what as a as an R Kelly fan, that's what I can't decipher. Like who right. are you singing about? Right. right. And so when the surviving R Kelly came out and they're like, look, you are not alone. Was written for the the girl who had the abortion at seventeen and blah 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 and all these other things. Mm-hmm. Again, because I'm a songwriter, it's like I understand. In order to really get 
that passion, why those songs were such big hits is because it was real. real. Yeah. Like, you really were digging. And then when I find out who you were writing it about, I'm like, oh, God, no. Because it's kind of like um, when people fa- found out Frank Ocean was gay. And then you realize, like, as a man, like, oh, my God. So he was singing about a dude and I was singing along with it. So, like, so yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. some people won't care. But for me, I was like, no, I, 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 got, I got shame. Some, yeah, <laughs> I got yeah, shame. For sure. so I, the low key, listen. The low key, listen. No, I, I, my, you feel a ways. Like, yeah, like I, I was am I kosher. supposed to? Like, I, I was, see, I was kosher because, like, I was jamming. And then, like, I remember I was with my ex and I was in the shower and thinking of you came on. Right. Yeah. And then she's like, she knocked on the door. She's like, hey, gee. What you think about? Yo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like singing kind of hard. Yeah, I'm trying to reach with my wet ass hand. I'm trying to reach to switch the track. Right. And I'm like, let me right. just switch. But you're right. It's the right. bias. Yeah. It's the bias. I think. Well, not even just the bias. It's like okay, if I'm listening to a song and I can relate to it, mm-hmm. it's no longer a bias. It's like if like and and if this is what's catapulting your career, like to know that okay you became this rich and famous person or whatever, whatever, because of the inspiration you were getting behind making music for little girls. Yeah. That's discomforting for me. Facts. Like, right. When you break, and I'm a person where I overanalyze and break down everything where it's like, most people are like, hey, da, 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 and go about their business. I like, I'll watch a movie and be like, why was her ponytail on the left in that scene? And now it's on the right. I can't take this movie seriously anymore. <laughs> like, we were talking about continuity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Continuity. I'm that person where it's like, okay, this doesn't make sense to me. Where I can't, I already know it's fake. But if you're gonna make it fake, at least make it believable. Believable, fake. right? right. Yeah. Yeah. So when I see the reality behind it, it's like, no, this is real. So that's why I say it's different. Different where, and I found it interesting. I'm like. It's not like Kells had new music when all of a sudden after Surviving R. Kelly came out and all these DJs wanted to play him. Right. You're right. playing him to be rebellious. If it was, he had some new tracks and he was already bubbling and then some drama came behind him. Okay, fine. You know, he just dropped his track two months ago and he just had drama today. So we were already playing this. But if he had stopped playing him for like six, seven years because he hadn't really put out anything relevant. And now all of a sudden a bunch of females come forward and say he's been, you know, assaulting me, molesting me, this, that. Yeah. Now you want to play his now music. Now you want to play his music. It makes me uncomfortable. It's like, okay, you're a, a, a pervert because like knowing it's one thing to not know. But right. when you know what it is, it's like, what message are you trying to spread? Yeah. And See, to oh, all, like, all right. My thing is, is that step in the name of love. Right? He did that to cover his tracks because he was um, under investigation at that point. In at time. that point. Right. So I mean, had, it's same with When the, he um, came out, I was like, man, get the hell out. Like, <laughs> what, was, what was the gospel one? You saved you me. Saved you saved me. Like, you saved yeah. me. Yeah. And like, he, it was so in your face. Like, so, like, the thing yeah. for me that bothered me the most, I'm like, we saw the tape. Like, once, like, for, I didn't watch the tape. Uh, let me retract that. I didn't watch the tape until Surviving R. Kelly came out. I've right. seen enough people. Really? Right. Because I just, like, when it first happened or whatever, or when I found out about it, and I'm like, enough people are already saying, yeah, it's him. Right. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard. Need the proof. Right. Yeah. And then I, I'm a researcher. I go online and I look up everything and I looked it up. And these cases that are just now coming to light, I knew about them like maybe 12 years ago because okay. they were all pending. pending. They were yeah, just they were there. Pending. And all the people that he um, paid off and stuff. And I'm like, look here, if I'm not guilty, I'm not giving you a dime. Like straight the hell Facts. up. Yeah. Especially on a, like a, something like that. It's different if it's just like, you know, oh, you called me fat. But on like a sexual allegation, if I didn't do that, like I'm flat money, out, like straight, I don't care yeah. about evidence, this, that. I'm flat out saying, look here, whatever you guys can use this against me in court, but I did not piss on that little girl or I didn't do this or yeah. I didn't do that. Yeah. Like whatever I, like happens after that, it's like, at least let me get my truth out. So for me, it's like I had canceled him a while ago. 
So when I hear it now, it's like, y'all still listening to this dude? Like, that's what it was for me. For you. And then he came back again. And, you know, me, I had, at that time, the whole, the industry was doing a lot of dirty things to a lot of females. Right. So it kind of triggered certain things for me and other people where it's like, you see how people respond to it. And it's like, wow, people really don't care what happens to no, women. No, That's how I take it. Let me ask you something. So now, in today's time, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't have to be like, I want to say like at least within the past few years, let's say three years furthest back till now, so mm-hmm. 2017 to 2020. Have you heard a song that helped build or give you back some inspiration and stuff? It doesn't have to be from Kells and stuff, no. right? but like, like I anybody. Want to hate on your homeboy. I mean, I separate the topic now. No, no, no. I separate the P from the music and stuff, whatever. That's just me. You can't. You have a daughter? No. Okay. You see how you say your life changed when you had your son? Yeah. When you have your daughter, you'll understand what it's like to know that a man could pee on what could have been your daughter with no regards. What if that was male squirt? <laughs> Which is pee. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, told you! So, <laughs> we posted a question earlier and stuff, like, earlier and stuff, whatever, and we talking about, is squirting pee? Yeah. He's like, stay woke, Mar. Don't let these girls piss on yeah, you. Yeah, it's piss. Here. Like... <laughs> I'm telling them. I think... But, uh, no golden but, shower down <laughs> it's clear shower sir clear, yeah, yeah. Clear, clear, shower. Shower. clear shower 3% urea but yeah. when it came down to it and stuff like, is there music that mm-hmm. you hear currently that can still make you feel inspired when you hear it that's coffee the, coffee that's really about alright hold on is it toast toast was an amazing song mm-hmm. like just it wasn't even I didn't know what she was saying it wasn't even the lyrics um it was how do I explain it? The key that it was written in. Yeah. Like I listen to music. I listen to the beat. Um, the way I would listen to the lyrics. So whenever somebody gives me a beat, it's like I already know what I'm gonna write because it was already written in that, the in the in the in the music. Right. Like, what right. the instruments so they use. A lot use of people don't like know that. certain keys evoke certain emotions. Right. 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 But see, exactly. Because you guys are part of the industry. Right. I want to say the music creativity. Right. Creator side. When me, I'm a consumer. Right. right. So as a consumer and stuff, whatever, I'm like, I don't know how you do your magic. Yeah. I'm just grateful for it. <laughs> right, right. That's why it's hard for me to go to the club. I'm like, why would the DJ mix that track mm-hmm. app? Like, what the hell were you thinking? He you know, said I'm that. Like, you said that yeah. shit too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said that like, too. Like, I am the worst person it's, to go party like, with because it takes, unle- again, like, unless you're playing 90s music. Right. Because, how to explain it? Especially, okay, I'll go dance hall. Dance hall, it doesn't require much. There's like 85 songs on, on the same one rhythm. rhythm. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. So just match the beats per minute and switch and blah, blah, blah. When you're doing hip hop, you got to really dig like, okay, how do I mix this Nas track with this little Nas X or whatever? Like, how are you going to mm-hmm. blend that or switch from the R&B to the soul? How are you going to throw in a Whitney Houston like randomly or whatever? So it's different. And I found like nowadays when I was going to clubs or just even like on the right over here. Like, I just turned off the radio. I was like, what the hell hmm. is on the yeah. radio? Yeah. Yeah. And how am I not hearing and myself? See, you know, and like, see, and so <laughs> that hurts me the most. When a DJ will take a, a beat, mm-hmm. right? And take an acapella, right? right? And the acapella is totally off key from right. the beat. The, 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 yeah. the pitch is, everything is on perfect, right? right? I mean, like, the tempo is perfect, mm-hmm. but the key is off, right? right? And people will listen to it and be like, there's something about, about this. It. 
But I just I just don't get what it is. Remember Lumity? Uh oh. Yes. That's what they did with that track. Yes. And they made it look like the girl couldn't sing. Right. Because they literally took it, put it on a different, like she recorded it one way, left the studio, and they did something totally different, which is why, again, ownership is so imperative. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it's It's so essential because people can do that. And I had, like, I have a new song that's coming out for my birthday, the the one where I said I'm competing against myself. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's, I've been sending out the song to DJs prior to, but again, it's the apples. Okay. How do I explain it? When I originally did it, somebody got a hold of it and told their artist, like, she's about to drop this type of track. So you got to do it first. So Mm. once it came out and I realized, I'm like, I'm not trying to do the whole competition crap. I'm going to wait till your stuff simmers down. And then I'm going to put it out because it's always going to be fresh. If no, like, you know, it's fresh until it gets old. Like, so, um... And then, uh, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. So when I sent it to this DJ, because I had like that, going back to Atlanta, this particular song is already on mixtapes in Atlanta. It's already on the radio. It's already doing right. whatever it needs to do out there. Right. It's Toronto that needs to catch up once again. Facts. So when I sent it to one of the DJs here in Toronto, he's like, oh, send me, you know, the acapella or whatever. And I was like, for what? And he's like, send me the acapella so that I could put it on a different beat. I'm like, well, why would I do that? And he's like, you know, because it would sound better on this and I want to remix it because we were supposed to do like a debut, like the Canadian debut. And I'm right, like, why right. would I debut my song with a different beat right, that yeah. people here haven't heard yet? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that makes absolutely positively no, no sense. sense. And I can't get money off of this track if you're just taking a YouTube beat and putting my vocals over it. Like this is, you know, packaged, ready to go. Like this is an actual single. I don't mind sending DJ packs, but I don't like, I don't like sending the DJ pack until I feel like people have already heard my stuff. Right. Because a lot of them will just remix it, or if they want the dub plate, they'll just play the dub plate, and nobody's it's ever like heard the original track song, before. Right. And it's like, right. I didn't go to the studio and waste money mixing, mastering, all this stuff for you to go play your own remix. Finesse. Can, right. Yeah. Finesse with the, um, that I love you. Mm. And then when Kanye came and did the selfish for Slum Village. Right, yeah. right. I didn't even know Finesse made the track. Did it, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, "What the? He stole it from Kanye?" And they're like, "No, he made it way before Kanye." Right. Yeah. But they were mixing it, and then Kanye got wind of it, and that's oh. what the popularity came from. Yeah. Because you won't even know where the original will come right. from exactly. when they do that. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. And I'm like, I don't want to like. It's like when Destiny Child came up with "No, No, No" part two, two. before part one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure part one was out there, but it didn't catch wind and then part two just kind of took off and that always I thought it was dope it was interesting part, yeah, it's part something one had like a nice slow type when of I see part one I'm like feel. why the hell didn't they push because, this like yeah. this is a big like you guys kind of like stifled your own track by doing that like because I mean you got to be a real diehard Destiny's Child fan to really play the first one before you play the second one because most people play the second, the second one, one first, first. Yeah. yeah okay okay no man Good, to, good, good wrapping up with you, man. Yeah, yeah, good wrapping likewise. up with you, man. Let's get great. All right, we're gonna before we get to the question of the week, we're gonna ask you to tell the people the plugs, how to mm-hmm. find you, and stuff like that. So, go ahead, the mic is yours. Um, you can pretty much just pop me in Google and I pop up everywhere Alicia Cinnamon, social except media. for the one in Barbados. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, on Facebook, I actually have two different. Uh, Facebook's um, one is spelled with an S. Yes, it's cinnamon with an S. C uh, S I N N A M O N, and then the original. Um, I have Instagram at Alicia Cinnamon, Twitter Cinnamon Delight. I got Black Planet. 
Alicia Cinnamon on Black okay. Planet. Black Planet still pumping? Yeah, relaunched. Yes. I was like, yo, everybody's asked me to say, like, girl, you're right. I'm like, yo, they need to pay me to be ambassador because everybody's response is the same thing. And I love it. Black Planet is back. Listen, yeah. Yo, I'm, about to, I'm about to give yo, you a boo for Black Planet. Listen, follow day, me on we Black Planet. It's lit. We were arguing <laughs> that we need to go back to the planet. Black Planet. Yeah. I've been over there, like, um, I remember, what was it, two years ago when Facebook glitched a little bit, like, yeah. and everybody everybody couldn't get in their account, and then Black Planet partnered up with Solange, and they launched, they relaunched, and I had it then for a little bit, checked in and out, I, I booked, like, maybe four interviews alone from the U.S. off of Black, Black Planet, because mm. they got their own radio station, like, they got a lot going on, the only thing for me, I'm like, once they have the option of going live, it's like, bye, guys, so I've been trying to, like, transfer my followers, especially because of what I do, like 90% of the time, the reason why I'm in Facebook jail is because somebody reported like my black posts. Right, like, oh, right. this is offensive. I'm like, really? And like, black, black plan, that's regular stuff. You could do that all, man. <laughs> like, regular. I'm like, and people want to hear this. Like, th- my, my, um, my new single, like it, like people love it over mm-hmm. in Black Planet World because you got all the revolutionaries over there and stuff like that. So there's right. so and and it's uh, predominantly American. So they're like, wow, like we resonate with this. Where I feel like in Canada it was kind of like, oh, sh- we don't have those problems. Like, mm-hmm. why are you talking about yeah. those? Racism mm-hmm. only exists in America. So yeah, so Black Planet guys, check me out there. Um, my website, you can I actually have my domain aliciacinnamon.com but it's right now it's being transferred from aliciacinnamon um at bamboozled.com mm-hmm. so i'm switching it over right. to aliciacinnamon. yeah because right. i think i got it from like cd baby or whatever so i bought the domain but i gotta wait to transfer it all over yeah so aliciacinnamon.com check me out there and just basically just pop me in your search engine type my name alicia cinnamon and there's nowhere that i don't pop up and you show up spotify itunes tidal google play all that she good stuff she shows up nice nice all right let's get to the question of the week Question of the week is, should men date women that are financially <laughs> unstable? Uh, should men date women who are financially unstable? Yes, because most women and stuff, whatever, or today's women portrays, right. they don't want no broke man. Should they? I mean, I don't think you should do anything you don't want to do, but is there anything wrong with it? Um no, I mean, I think if a lot of people dated who they wanted to date and not who society told them that they were supposed to be uh, compatible with, mm, there would be right. a lot less cheating. There would be a lot less, you know, broken hearts and relationships and drama. Like, if you gravitate with this person, I don't know, that she's he or she is going through a hard time. Mm. It's different if that person wants to stay in that place, but maybe right. they don't have, they've never had somebody who was willing to go through the trenches with them. Right. And I find women are willing to do that a lot more than men are. Like I know a lot more of my female friends that would date a bum or a dude who's got like 85 baby moms, ain't paying child support for none of them. Like he ain't got a car, he's living at home with his baby or his mom or this or that. And she'll still date him and she's, she's not nice. looking. Right. Like that's supposed to be something that is, whatever, a negative. But to me, it's like, if I speak for myself, if I love a person, um, I don't really care what your financial situation is as long as you're willing to do better. Like, right. You know, so as you long as you, ambition. Right. Ambition. And, and you don't got to be rich and famous. Like, you just got to be able to take care of your own bills. Like, you know what I mean? If you if you got a car, pay your car, no, whatever. The, and if you can't afford the car, don't get one. Like a lot of people, right. That's it. It's like a lot of people, like I like people who are realistic with their, their budget. So I would expect that as well too. Like I'm an artist in the beginning of COVID. I didn't know how I was going to make money. So for me to sit here and be like, oh, I can't date no man who's broke. And then that backfires. (laughs) (laughs) We we live in a town with a Birkin bag. A little help. Like, you know, so I'm just, 
I, I could never, I remember, what was it, Simone B. I think she, the comedian, she caught some slack for that because she was saying she couldn't date anybody. Yeah. Right. And then, but I get where she has come from. Like, I personally would prefer to date an entrepreneur. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have money. Right. Probably right. the opposite, really and truly. Mm-hmm. But I just, in terms of the lifestyle, that makes sense. So I think because like, I think I, I feel like it, that might match your energy, and I don't want to speak for you, right. but I feel like it'll match your energy and stuff of that you're doing, right? And you want a person that's a doer and stuff as right. well, right? Whatever, because the way how you might measure success or they they might measure their success right. and stuff, whatever. That's all between your YouTube, exactly. So that's all on YouTube exactly. and stuff for that, right? Fuck everybody else, exactly. And stuff for that, because at the end of the day, I don't think you'll be going to bed with like. Uh, Emperor size bed with so many people. Right. People yeah. don't get that. It's like, oh, you should, like, when you hear, like, a guy, like, tell his homies, like, oh, you shouldn't date that girl because, you know, she was ran through or this or that. And it's like, are you running through her now? Like, I'm not saying that you mm. should want that, but it's like, if that was, like, 10, 15 years ago or whatever, in my mind, and I always say this to people, it's like, I don't tell nobody about their partner unless I want them. So if somebody's telling you about your partner, oh, they're broke, they're this or that, whatever, why do you care so much unless you want that person? Or, oh, this person used to be a whole, like, why, was it good? You're missing it? Like, you know, so what's the... <laughs> True. And, and, and speaking from a woman's perspective, like, I've had men tell me, like, if we stop talking, I'll destroy your reputation because I don't want, if I can't have it, nobody else can. So there, a lot of... Yeah, that, that's called good whap. Definitely. <laughs> so there's a lot of women I found that fell in the category of, like, non-desirable... Mm-hmm. Because of what some guy said, oh, she's broke, she's a gold digger. Meanwhile, it's like she's got her own job, she's got her own house, she's got her own this. But right. somebody said that about her, right? So right. now it becomes her image. So I just feel like people just need to date whoever makes you happy and have enough of a backbone. I think if you tell somebody right off the bat, like, don't talk about my partner, they won't do that. So you got to set the president right off the bat. Cool, mm-hmm. got it. What about you, man? Should men date women that's financially unstable? I know my mom always told me it's easier to fall in love with a rich woman than it is poor. Ha! <laughs> True. <laughs> so if true. I'm gonna take my mom's advice, <laughs> very, very. Yeah. I mean, if she lied, money can't buy happiness, but it's a damn good down payment, right? Down right. payment for something. Okay, absolutely. That's what's up. All right, man. Let's get to the Ask the Sons and slide up out of here. First, Ask the Sons comes from Muramasa23. What theme song would you give to the year of 2020? I want both of y'all answers. You go first, Alicia. Ladies first. Well, I would give it my new single, The Revolution Has Been Televised. Hey! <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Go ahead, Smooth. That's you, man. Um, I get to the theme songs off the monsters. Which one? Adam's family, man. Adam's family. Yeah. For me... Fuck, all the chaos and shit. I want to say the theme song should be Sirens. <laughs> Yo, like, fucking <laughs> Sirens and Cops. Not even Cops, man. Any Sirens, damn it. There's <laughs> like ambulance, fire trucks, right. just, just that. That'll, yeah. that'll run through for me. Um, next question is GG underscore 28. What is something that you genuinely don't understand? You go first. Something that I genuinely don't, don't understand. understand? Gravity. Mm. I know a lot of yeah, yeah. I was actually having a conversation about yeah, like, what's the up other with day. gravity. Like, does it really exist? For me, it's Bitcoin. Bitcoin. <laughs> you know, I can watch like ten fucking documentaries on and Bitcoin, still not and I'm like, I think I'm lost in the too. store. Uh, like, you, I seen a Bitcoin yeah, machine yeah. downtown. Yeah, I'm like, know. am I gonna take out Bitcoin? Like, yeah, like, yeah. No, I ain't fucking with that. What about you? Something I genuinely don't understand. Bad mind. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> I'll never. 
understand. I think because you're a positive person. And I think when you're, when you, yeah. remember, you have half empty, half full. Right. So if you're a half full type of person, right. yeah. you won't understand the half empty thing. Right. And I just I, don't, I just, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. So if mm -hmm. what is meant for you will be for you. Right. And if it's not for you, it's not supposed to be for you. That's just uh, I how agree. I look at life. No, yeah. I agree with that. I can yeah. dig yeah. that. And it's why it's, I mean, the, the amount of time that, the time that you spent on this negative yes. point, <laughs> you could have spent doing something positive yep. for your damn self. Exactly. Yeah, but the negative people, remember, there's too many directors, not enough actors. So everybody always has something to say true, true. Right. instead of doing. Right. True. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, last question comes from Baby Che. What is easier to create and harder to destroy? Hmm. That's a good question. Debt. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you can yeah. swipe a credit card or swipe a card that fast. That and babies. Mm. I'm gonna use Alicia. <laughs> I'm gonna use Alicia's answer and say bad mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to create. They, they multiply like it's roaches. easy to create. <laughs> but it is hard to destroy. Absolutely. I guess you can't turn a, a deaf ear to it, no? You may be visited, but other people might not be able to. Ah, I got one. COVID. Mm. Hey. And that, my friends, seals the deal. That is that is the one. I wouldn't mic drop, but smooth my fucking kill me. So <laughs> don't drop none of these ones. No, 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 no. I I dig that. Mm. I dig that. I genuinely dig that. That's what's up. I am not mad at that. Go, girl. Not mad. All right, man. Um Let's slide out of here. Before we slide out of here, hit them off with the So Say the Sons for the week. So Say the Sons for the week. A little motivation to get you through. Stop feeding your problems with thoughts. Starve them with action. Mm. So, so Say the, the sons. sons. Yeah, man. Most definitely. Like, you are your own worst enemy or you could be your own hero. Pick. It's up to you to pick and choose and stuff. And action speak louder than words. Yeah. Facts. That was a good one. All right. All Once right. again, man, thank you for coming through. Appreciate the love. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank you for the thank knowledge you, and, the, and the free game. Yes. yes. Appreciate that. Once again, the name of the latest release is? The Revolution Has Been Televised. Hey. Look out for it on YouTube and all your audio plugs possible. All right. Once again, thank you for listening to the Particle Sons. Remember the difference between genius and stupidity is that genius has limits. Peace and love. The Particle Sons with Not Your Average Joseph and Sofa King Marvelous.